Hello! Welcome to the third edition of Ukulele Road Trips podcast. An Easter special in front of a, and listen to this, live audience. What? Yes. Two Bulgarian special guests come and take a dip in the pond of Bulgarian knowledge with cracking eggs and cracking fun. Hey! Hello listeners, hello listener, welcome on another episode of Ukulele Road Trips podcast. Welcome back, if you've already listened to one. If it's the first time you're listening, hello first time listener. Anyway, welcome to the uh, third edition and today's a very special podcast because it's the first one to be filmed in front of a live audience. Hey. Hey. Yeah, thanks Andre. Yep. Good evening. Good evening everyone. Oh, you don't don't have to talk. No, No, you don't have to talk. Okay. Because you're the audience. So... Just clap and smile and do... Yep, that's fine. That's enough. Okay. And we're recording this from the uh, great city of Plovdiv. Really old city, but very modern too. As uh, Chris knows. Yep. Because you're from here? Not originally, no. But I've been living here for a very long time, so... Yeah. Oh, very nice. You were the tour guide today of the uh, Plovdiv tour. So I've got two guests. Christina, tour guide. Nice to meet you. And Irina. Yeah, okay. Wow, she's the positivity of the group. And she's actually not from uh, Plovdiv, you're from Sofia. No, I'm not. (laughs) Well, you live in Sofia, just don't... Oh, a funny fact, you're both from Silata, Smetana. (laughs) You're both originally from the same tiny spoon city. Yes, Silistra is called... It's where you make the spoons. And it's not spoon city. We have other stuff, not just spoons. Oh, well, that's, that's great. Let's talk about some things. That I've written down. Uh, welcome, audience, Sergei. That's good. You still there, audience? Audience, yes. No, I. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Oh, the Plovdiv song. We're in Plovdiv. I thought I might have a little song to introduce the city. Perfect. Yeah. So here we go. You ready? Oh, yeah. song. Okay. Plovdiv. Plovdiv is the second largest city in Bulgaria after the capital Sofia, naturally. Its history spans 6,000 years with a super old settlement and stuff which makes it a super old city. Wow. There's plenty of Plovdivian, Plovdivian things to see. That's because there were plenty of Plovdivian, Plovdivian people you see. Like Kant Khum, a kind of uh, Bulgarian king-ish. Plovdiv was originally a Thracian city, later becoming a Macedonian Greek city, and then a major Roman city. I'm saying city a lot, but I'm just quoting Wikipedia. There's plenty of Plovdivian, Plovdivian things to see. That's because there were plenty of Plovdivian, Plovdivian people you see. Like Milo the Crazy. Plenty of Plovdivian, Plovdivian things to see. That's because there were plenty of Plovdivian, Plovdivian people, you see. What did you think of the song? No, oh, it was amazing. Oh. I really liked it. Did you like, what bit did you like? The first part. <laughs> the first part, what bit did you like? Really captured the spirit of the city. Yeah, well, that's, like that. that's what mm-hmm. Wikipedia and it does. it sets the mood. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, so before we talk about Plovdiv again, because I want to get back to the city, I'd like to talk today specifically, specifically about the little things, you know, because it's the little things that make an identity. It's the little things that give uh, that special touch to a country and uh, that make that make it special. Let's start um, very in a light-hearted manner. Uh, dead people. 
I've noticed a lot of dead people on the walls. It's, what's that about, Christina? <laughs> okay, so basically those are just notifications from um, the, uh, the relatives of those people. They want the rest of the village or the city to know that their uh, beloved father or son or whatever has died. What it is, is it's these A4 that are kind of uh, plastered to the walls here yeah. and there and with the picture of the deceased person mm -hmm. and they re-put them on the walls every few years, is that it? Every few years and usually they also have pollen below oh. the, the picture, that's so that's nice. sweet. That is yeah. nice. Yeah, actually it's at the beginning I was kind of taken aback by that, but it's kind of sweet the way, you know, you kind of, the loved ones, you kind of keep them around. That's nice. On the wall. On, on the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's the second best to actually in the flesh. Mm. Yeah. It's a great question to start with. I love oh, it. Yeah. yeah, I thought I might open up with something, uh, you know, upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's dead people done. Really uplifting. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, uh, yeah, little question for you. Uh, you like flowers. Yeah. But I need to count carefully the number of flowers that I give to you if I do want to give flowers to you, right? Yeah, because if you give me two or four, I don't know, eight, okay. I would think that, what? What? Why is he giving me those flowers? Well, Am I maybe, dead? Maybe because I like you? Could no, I do no, that? No, no, no. No. So basically, uh, the flowers, I have to give a odd number of flowers. Yeah, because, and not even. Because if it's an even number, like 10, 12... It's for the dead. 2,000 is also an even number. Still for the dead. Do you know any other even numbers? <laughs> a dozen. A dozen is definitely mm. even. So if you don't give a dozen roses to somebody. Never, no. Always an odd number. That is super weird. Where does that come from? Well, that's the number of flowers that you go to a funeral with. So it's really... 12. Well, not 12. I mean an even number. All right. Let's talk about cool little things that they're a bit happier. They're not about <laughs> they're not people. people. Have I got any? Oh yeah, I made a note here. I wrote down uh, smirch. You just wanted to say that word. I just you? wanted to say yeah. smirch because it means a tree, right? Yep. How do you say it? Smirch. Smirch. Well, I think that's enough of little things for the moment. Mm -hmm. And yeah, maybe we, we, we will... go back to it. Yeah, let's get back to the, the city. Uh, okay, what... what um, what cool things do you really enjoy that are happening in the city right now? You talked about this uh, shelter, uh, foster home initiative. Yeah, it's a foster program for uh, shelters and specifically dogs and cats uh, because we have a very big problem in Bulgaria with mm. stray dogs and cats. Yeah, I've noticed they're all over the place. I mean, there are lots yeah. of... But they're very cute. I mean, they look uh, nice. They're cute, but I mean, they're outside and nobody yeah. takes care of them. So this foster program is something that is new and something that people are participating in. So uh, it's very beneficial for the animals. All right. Well, what's... Because uh, you're, not, you're not from Plovdiv, obviously, Irina. Yeah. Uh, but what bit of Christina's tour did you enjoy the most? What was your favorite bit of Plovdiv? I don't know. I really like the city. It's beautiful and she talks really interesting. I, oh, I, there you go. Wow. I like the story about uh, how was the name of uh, the guy who had meningitis? Oh, Milo the Crazy. Oh, mm. it was really cool. I really like that. Yeah, yeah, he was a sweet guy. I mean, 
I myself uh, was not yet born when he died, uh, but people who are older than me remember him. Uh, he was a sweet guy. They tell all those stories about uh, the um, <laughs> the remarks he made. So this um, is a, a particular character from yeah. the city yeah. who lived here a few decades ago and who yeah. became very famous because he was kind of hanging around the main street, right? Yeah, and also... What's his name again? Milo the Crazy. Milo the Crazy, okay. Yeah. Well, the thing, the feature that he was most popular for was um, something that I don't want to talk about. Just whistling so, at ladies. Not exactly. Whistling. I well, think we should talk about something else. new tradition for this guy with the whispering. It was interesting. Oh yeah, the whispering. Well, uh, this is something that is also very new. Uh, something that uh, we joked about when we were talking about developing the tour. Yeah, why not have people whisper in his ear because we don't have a fountain to make wishes. Because um, there's so a statue of him on the main street now. So yeah. that's, that's the reason why and he's... Uh, as he was deaf, he's actually uh, highlighting his ear with his hand, so that's mm -hmm. a good spot for whispering wishes. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Actually, uh, the funny thing is that there are a lot of people who say that their wishes actually come true eventually. So I don't know if that is um, oh, because you... of the statue, but I really hope so. Yeah. Be... Have you made any wishes to yes, uh, Milo yes. the Crazy? Yes, I did. Um, it was in the very beginning of the tour. And at this point, my cousin was trying to have a baby with her husband. So they were struggling with this for some period, and I wished for it. Uh, and now I have a baby niece, and she's Ooh. very Way. beautiful. Congratulations. That's very nice. Okay, well, the, the audience liked that bit. The audience very much appreciated the, the beautiful story. And uh, so you want to go back to the history a bit? Talk about uh, Plovdiv uh, historically and uh, situated for the listener. Uh, okay. And I'm using the term listener on purpose because I'm, I'm assuming it's there's probably not more than one at this point. Maybe two. So Maybe two. So, listeners, a little history song? Yeah, sure. Well, before us, there were people too. They did stuff, stuff, just like the stuff we do. Except the stuff they did do was well before, before me and you. Perfect. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How old is it, Plovdiv? Actually, Christina. Uh six thousand years. Wow, that um, is old. There are some people who say eight thousand, but there is not a lot of evidence for that. So. Because the uh, tribes that were living here before weren't really keen on monuments, so you don't, we don't well, know. Well, they much. didn't build stuff, and they didn't write about their history. Also, they were very. 
it was a very small village in the beginning, so basically what they had was just uh, different types of pottery. Mm. Uh, so that's things that we've found that are 8,000 years old. So then the Thracians were around, yeah. BC, and then at some point the Romans came along. Yeah. Well, you've missing, uh, you're missing a few tribes <laughs> okay. uh, in that period, but yeah. Mm. Uh, Thracians, the uh, Celts, is that what you say? Celts? Celts, yep. Celts. What would you say is the most important time period for this city of Plovdiv? Well, uh, definitely the few years after the liberation, when Bulgaria was not it was not completely liberated like there was a from very whom? big uh, from the ottomans from the ottomans so it that was, was bulgaria was under the ottoman rule basically from the 14th century until the 19th century and so that period uh, the mid 19th century where they started kind of freeing themselves and the renaissance of the bulgarian uh, yeah ideas yeah. that's the main period uh, no i was saying that the, oh, the main sorry. period is the end of the 19th century right after the liberation of bulgaria right. because at this point plovdiv was the main city in the uh istuchna rumelia it's called mm -hmm. so this was a part of bulgaria uh, in which Bulgarians lived, but it was uh, still not uh, still commanded by the Ottomans. Can I say this? Yeah, commanded. Sure, uh, if you like. <laughs> you can say what you want. Uh, okay, so um, there was a very uh, big desire in Bulgarians to unite those two parts, the one that was completely liberated and the part that wasn't yet. Mm, uh, right. So uh, a lot of people uh, in Plovdiv were very progressive in that way and they uh, made a plan to work this out on their own without help. So yeah, it eventually happened. So we're very happy about that. People oh, right. with ideas. Now about now, what's your favorite? Thing in Plovdiv, what do you enjoy the most, like favorite place? Okay, definitely the hills and specifically the one that is the clock hill because oh, yeah. on the bottom are uh, their graffiti type paintings, uh, very famous Bulgarians uh, and I mean those could be people that were invest inventors, that could be people that were poets or politicians and so on and so forth. So that's something very interesting to see. All right, very nice. Well, that was I think that was the history bit. Okay. Can we say that? Yeah. That's about it. That's uh, yeah. I'll just I'll just close the history bit. All right, with a little song. Yeah. It's the same one actually. You can join in if you like. <laughs> Let's talk about about the things that used to be. It seems that our today was shaped was shaped by history. Was shaped by. Ah, oh, very nice. <laughs> History. We don't right. that. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, audience. Ah, audience, how did you enjoy that bit, the history bit? It's very interesting, and uh, uh, because a bit louder, a bit louder, because you're pretty history, far. History, history of Bulgaria, very special because it's located uh, in in a the middle area. Yes. Yep. That'll do. Uh, that'll do. Another little thing, which I talked about extensively in the last podcast, was uh, the money. And the people mm -hmm. that are on it, we mentioned that, and including their, their facial hairstyle. So Ten Leva is the moustache, if you remember the song from last podcast. So um, let's do 10 and 20. 
because uh, I've got a 20 today. So who's this guy? This guy, moustache guy Peter on the Beron. 10. Peter Beron. Beron. Mm -hmm. He looks kind of commanding and there's a globe next to him. What did he do? He was a teacher. Oh, like you? Uh, yeah, like me. I'm a teacher. Uh, yeah. uh, but You don't have a moustache though. No. No. Oh, We're happy I about this, yeah. <laughs> Unlucky. So what did he do? This guy. Uh, well, basically he's known for uh, writing the first textbook for Bulgarian students. The very first oh, one. Oh, was it like a math one? Or no. like more of a... No, it was just general knowledge. Textbook. Yeah, general textbook. Uh, it had oh. poems in it, it had stories, it had maths. Uh, there was a very big whale on the cover. Uh, oh. So that has to do with the um, name of the book, of the textbook. Oh, was it called Whales? No, uh, the fish book. Oh, the fish book. In the pond of knowledge, swimming yes. around. <laughs> yeah, okay, so that was Peter Beron. Sorry about my very slow writing, but I'm, I'm having difficulty with this alphabet. No, you're um, good, really. Yeah, I was actually fishing for that, yeah. talking about fishes. Another funny fish, uh, Smith, all right, Stefan. Or this guy. <laughs> Stefan Stambolov. That is yeah. the 20 leva, that's the goatee. Mm -hmm. On the 20 leva note. Who's this guy? Do you know? Irina? No, I don't really know him personally. Ah, right. Well, that's kind of normal because he died in 1895. Yeah, I'm not that so old. That, so that makes sense. I know you don't look that old too. No, thank no. you. Yeah. So what did he do? Apart from trim his goatee this time. Uh, he was the youngest prime minister. Uh, in oh. the newly liberated country. Oh, yeah. thanks. Oh, my okay. goodness, well, unlike, uh, unlike um, Peter's fish in the pond of knowledge, I'm actually drowning in this podcast, <laughs> so it's time to get a bit of fresh air yes. with the audience. Audience, you still there? Yes. No, you, sure. can't, you can't talk. Thank you. No, you have to like answer with woo or like clapping. Audience! Yes, the live audience is still here, ladies and gentlemen and listeners. Uh, are you enjoying this, audience? Sure. Oh, you know what? Uh, it was Easter in uh, other countries uh, last weekend. But this weekend in Bulgaria is a very special weekend yeah. because it's Easter here, which is yeah. kind of a bit later. Uh, no, it's not. Other oh. countries were too early, if you ask me. Um, well, we're just Easter over there is earlier and Easter over here is a bit later. I'm not, this is not a judgment on no. who's right or okay. wrong, because obviously the other countries are right, but I'm joking. Ha, do you want to die in Bulgaria? <laughs> yes, yeah, then yeah. I can have my picture on the walls every, yeah. every year, it's like a picture <laughs> people of me with, will remember with you. a poem, and I, at the bus stop people will see my face in black and white. He was yeah, French, but, but he died. Yeah. Rest in peace. So Easter. Mm. Yay. Yay. Irina, you like Easter? Yeah. Talk to us. Because you're still here, listener, aren't you? Oh, hopefully. Um, I don't think so, though. But still, talk to us about Easter, Irina. Well, uh, we have a special tradition. Uh, it's called crack the egg. So we mm. paint eggs with some different colors. And then you have one egg. Real eggs? Yeah, real. Full? Yeah, full eggs. All oh, right, so you, you hard paint... Hard-boiled. Yeah, hard-boiled. Oh, you, you boil them hard? I forgot that. Is that yeah, a word? Thank you. Yeah, so yeah, the hard-boiled eggs, you paint them? Yeah, we paint them, and after that you get an egg. What kind I of color? Different colors. Could what? be yellow, green, yeah. or what motifs, a mix of What colors. motifs do you use on your eggs? We don't use motifs. Yeah. 
Mm. Oh, really, just paint the whole thing? Just paint, mm. yeah. Oh, I thought you were like decorating them. No. No, no just you just dip them in a jar full of, let's say, green paint. Oh, and then you actually have green eggs. Yeah. All you need is ham and you have a children's story. Does that, does that joke work here? Green no. eggs and ham? Okay. Because green eggs and ham is a doctor's... Never mind. Let's just forget that it I said that. Funny, it wasn't yeah. yeah, well, that's because... So what do you do with the eggs once they're painted? This is taking forever, I'm sorry. Yeah, you have one <laughs> egg and I have the other. And you have to crack them. So right. you use the top of your egg to crack mine. And if mine is cracked, you're the stronger one. Oh. It's called like the beater. So which egg cracks first? It's the loser. Is it, but the one that cracks the other egg? It's the beater, yeah, it's called S the beater. The beater? Yeah. Do you hide them? Do you hide the eggs? No. No, we don't hide them. So how do you how do you find them? <laughs> they're, they're not hidden. They're oh, just there. Hidden. You see them. Oh, in a basket. <laughs> yeah, in a basket. Oh, okay, because we hide eggs, but I think I suppose cracking them is a. It is. It's really funny. Yeah. You should try it. Yeah, it sounds like cracking fun. I'm sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. The interesting thing is that uh, the egg that is the beater, mm -hmm. it is kept the whole year. Oh, it's where? like a symbol. Where is it you kept? put it somewhere on the shelf, the and, you and it just. Look it. Oh wow, so the beater looks over the whole year because the strong egg kind yeah. of brings its strength to, to you in, yeah. in the coming year, something like that. Is that what you do in your family? No. In my family we keep the first painted egg, which is also always painted red. Yeah, that too. Yeah. We keep two eggs. Oh. Two? oh, so you have two. Eggs. Two eggs. Two eggs watching That's over good. you during the year. Yeah. That's very nice. I like that. Mm. Two eggs, no cracks. Well, that's a cute little thing. I like that. I like that. Where are you celebrating Easter, Christina? Oh, uh, at home. Alone. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Audience, uh, what are you doing for Easter? For Easter? Because it sounds like Christina could, would be happy with a bit of... Not that she needs it, but it's like if you're not doing <laughs> anything, you could like hang out with uh, Christina. Uh, actually, there is a tradition. No, you can, you can only reply by... Like clapping or like going, ooh. Well, phew, that was a busy, that was a busy, factful podcast. Lots of little things, but isn't that what makes a country special? Yeah. Okay, phew, I got a reaction yeah. there. Okay. Was I supposed to say something? Yeah. No. No, okay. No, I'm just like, I'm just like trying to find a closing statement. So probably like, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, for all thanks this, for having this, me. Oh. You're welcome. It was uh, very enjoyable. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you, Irina. It was great. It was great to have you. And uh, there was um, an honor to uh, have you here for the first ever live recording of Ukulele Road Trips podcast. Well, audience, did you enjoy this? <laughs> sure. That's great. Oh, thanks. Well, thanks, audience. Let's have a song. Yay. About Easter? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. About Easter. Let's, I'll do that. Song. Why not? Cracking eggs, crack in general. Yeah. It just sounds funny in Bulgarian. It's not just, it's not a joke. Oh, does it? Why? What does it mean in Bulgarian? Crack. A leg. I don't know. A leg? Yeah. Easter song. And then, and then, and then uh, we're off. And then it's finished. So bye. 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 <laughs> Starting to show their cute colors again. 
socks are back in the nest and so are their friends Patiently standing in the homes they built before winter This might just mean it's Bulgarian Easter As we paint the first one red And think we're a little bit weird It's so exciting Seeing which egg the beetle will be It's so exhilarating Seeing which egg the beetle will beat So many colorful shells before me But only one will be The hero of this day, I say Bulgarian Easter's coming your way Congratulations, you made it till the end of this episode of the podcast. Hey, that wasn't easy, was it? But you did it. Well done, you. Feel free to check out the website, ukuleleroadtrips.com, and maybe you can be the first person ever to leave a message on the podcast page. 